Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Week in Markets. I am Richard Tang, the China strategist and head of research in Hong Kong for Bank Julius Baer. This week is an exciting one for investors because we will have policy meetings of the central banks in the US, Europe, and Japan all in the same week. And we just had a Polybro meeting in China completed. This week is also a big week for the US reporting season, because large cap tech stocks, including Microsoft, Alphabet, and Intel are all reporting. Now, we don't have enough time in this podcast to cover everything that's happening, so we will choose to focus on China first. The Polybro meeting that usually takes place towards the end of the month turned out to happen a week earlier, and the readout that was released yesterday is a positive surprise to most investors. So what did the meeting say? It touches on a wide range of economic topics similar to the past, but we think there are two major positive surprises to investors. The first surprise is on the housing market because it dropped the line of homes are for living, not for speculation from the statement. Although this is not the first time it did so, we believe it still carries an important dovish message. And more importantly, it acknowledged for the first time that there has been a change in the demand supply dynamics in the Chinese housing market and that housing policies should be adjusted and optimized in a timely manner. This is a substantial dovish change from all the previous narratives and this should provide more flexibility to local governments for policy easing including relaxing the mortgage restriction for second home and other home purchase restrictions in Tier 1 and Tier 2 cities. And then the property stocks had a fierce rebound today, possibly triggered by short coverings, but we think the market will not assume a housing recovery just based on the top-down narrative, but it will wait for concrete policy announcements to evaluate the outlook. Well, I must say we are a bit skeptical on the actual impact because the government can remove as many bottlenecks as possible for the Chinese households to buy homes, but the purchase decision also depends on some intangible factors, including expectations on home prices, which may have been dampened after all these years, and would definitely take some time to recover. So beyond the immediate knee-jerk reaction, the so-called show-me-the-money mentality will still dominate the equity market. The second surprise is on the local government debt. We estimate that the local government financing vehicles, or in short, LGFVs, hold close to 60 trillion RMB in interest-paying debt and payables, and that's around 50% of GDP. A lot of LGFV debts have been raised in the past decade to support local government financing in the infrastructure build-out. But with the poor economy, a weak property market, as well as sharply falling land sales, the local government has become much more financially challenged and the market is once again worried whether these LGIVs can really pay off their debt. This year, we already saw headlines of LGIVs in Kunming and Junyi running into financial challenges. Well, in the past, the stance of the Polybro on LGIV is fairly hawkish. Past statements basically have been emphasizing that the growth of local government debt should be curbed. But this meeting comes out as a positive surprise because it signaled an intention to implement a plan to resolve the risks associated with these LGIV debts. In any case, what the Polybro traditionally provides is a top-down, high-level direction of policies, but the implementation details are what the market participants are still awaiting for. Our latest assessment suggests that China does have some policy room, 
but there are areas where policymakers seem particularly reluctant to explore. For example, the peripheral urges to accelerate the issuance of local government special bonds, which is exactly what we expected. But investors who are looking for a meaningful step up of central government leverage would probably have been disappointed. And in this context, we remain of the view that the economic fundamentals are going to take some time to recover. And then for Chinese equities, this is our view. On one hand, market expectations on policy and economic fundamentals are low. Valuation is cheap. Institutional investors like mutual funds and hedge funds have much less exposure to the Chinese market now. And we think this should help buffer the market from meaningful downside. But then on the other hand, even though Polybro meeting is a positive surprise, fundamental improvements will still be gradual. So we're not thinking of a strong and sustained rally. As a result, the Hang Seng Index will very likely trade in a range of 18,000 to 21,000. And instead of betting on an overall market direction, we see better opportunities with specific parts, and they include the dividend stocks and stay-owned enterprises by themes, and then by sectors that would be electric vehicles, online games, as well as travel and tourism. Before we wrap up this podcast, we do want to give you a brief summary of what the market is looking for in the other events happening this week. For the fact that July hike is almost a done deal now, so a confirmation of it will not be a surprise and will not move the market. But investors will monitor the guidance on whether September hike is still an option, and more importantly, whether Chair Powell will give any hints on when the first cut may be. Bank of Japan meeting at the end of this week was widely discussed previously because the market was speculating on the widening of band of the U-curve control but comments from the governor last Monday pretty much ruled out that possibility. So again, the moving part is less so on the decision itself, but when the change may take place. And then for tech earnings, obviously different companies have different stories, but there will be more focus on how much artificial intelligence, which is AI, may drive the overall outlook compared to the existing businesses. For example, TSMC last week mentioned that AI was only a single-digit percent of the company's revenue, while the remaining 90% is still suffering from the economic downturn, and it predicts a turnaround only sometime in 2014 rather than any time closer. Anyway, it's going to be a busy week navigating all these events. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for our next podcast. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you've heard, please tell us by leaving a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe to Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player to stay up to date with our latest episodes. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com slash legal slash podcast for further important legal information.